Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We've got an interesting one today. This will be uh, different for my uh, for the listeners out there. I know you guys are used to my normal foolishness, but we actually have a smart guy on the on the show today. We've got uh, Mark England, who's the co-founder of Procabulary and then Lifted Athletes. How are you, Mark? Doing good? I'm, I'm doing well, sir. I'm uh, working on my tan down here in San Diego so I can go back to to the East Coast for Christmas and make people jealous. Wow, I, I am jealous. I've been to San Diego a couple of times. It's literally one of the most beautiful cities I've ever set foot in. Yeah, it's fun. I'm in the most southern beach uh, in San Diego, Imperial Beach. I look out right over there is Mexico. You can see it right across the thing. It's cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm good. I don't know why anybody ever leaves San Diego like that. I've been there twice at different times of the year. It was like literally the weather was exactly the same both times I was there. I live in Cleveland where the sun doesn't come out for nine months out of the year and, you know, snows the rest of the time. It's, uh, it's a little ridiculous. I don't know why the hell I'm out here, to be honest. So let's, uh, let's talk about you. So, uh, so tell us what's new. You're doing Enlifted. I think my, uh, my followers uh, or listeners, um, this will be new to them. So won't, give me a rundown a little bit on, on Enlifted and, and how that impacts the CrossFit community. Sure. Enlifted got started as a conversation with Mike Bledsoe and myself, Mike Bledsoe from Barbell Shrugged, uh, about doing some, some workshops together. So I did the Barbell Shrugged and Barbell Bids Business podcast in early 2017. And Mike's such a cool guy. We clicked, we hit it off. And I was living in uh, Los Angeles at the time. He was down in, in Encinitas, which is North County, San Diego. And we just, we hung out once a month. And eventually, uh, we're like, Hey man, let's do a, let's do a couple workshops. I'll do the story work. That's my lane. Language, story, how it influences and develops our, our, our IP. Also known as the, the conversation that we have with ourselves about ourselves. That's what we do. And he did movement and breathing. Okay. And he's been in the fitness industry for, a, he's, 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 He's been around. People know him. People love him for great reasons. So we did four workshops, and they all went very, very well. We helped people get into, into deeper, smoother grooves in their, in their workouts, and we showed them how we got them in there by preparing them in, in you know, certain warm-up exercises and you know, up well, getting their breathing right, and focusing their thoughts Okay, so instead of listening to themselves, trash talk themselves through workouts, which is how most people, in my experience, personally and professionally, get themselves through a, a tough wad, we taught them how to talk themselves. Okay, and what happened is they they just they had, like I said, a, a smoother experience in their in in their fitness routines. So we go back, and I go to my business partner in Procabulary. Procabulary is for the general audience and lifted is for the fitness industry. I said, Hey man, we, we, Mike and I just did some really cool workshops together. There's something here. Let's get together. Let's get some time on the calendar. Let's meet up and talk about filming a course for the fitness industry to help people with their mindset. We did, we got with Mike and we scripted a 21 day online course called the way of the Enlifted athlete. And one of the things that we bring to the table, John is one of the, 
the main reason that I contacted some friends and asked who's got the best podcast in CrossFit in 2016, and everybody came back and said Barbell Shrug, was that there is a direct correlation. And if your listeners take one thing away from this podcast today, this is, this is arguably the thing, is that there's a direct correlation between what we think and say and how well we breathe. I was a teacher before I got involved in you know, this line of work. I have an, uh, a, edu- a degree in education. I was brought up in the public schools. Didn't have one course, class, or conversation about how my language, my everyday language, influences what I envision, my imagination, my feelings and emotions, and, and how I breathe. Okay, Most people's education about their language comes down to spelling, grammar, and definitions. There's a whole person the conversation. So most people, through a, a lack of understanding about their words and their stories, paint a very unpleasant picture about themselves. Most people's language works against them and, in turn, creates a stress response, and people's breathing gets trapped in their upper chest. Okay? And so when people go into a competition or they go into the gym and their breathing is compromised, poor breathing patterns le- leads to poor movement patterns. And when someone has poor breathing patterns and poor movement patterns and they go under load or they, they redline, stuff snaps. And, and I know that personally. That's what I did to myself. I wrecked myself. I was a championship kickboxer in college, thought I was a tough guy. Wanted to go pro, moved over to Thailand, and uh, six months later, I was having my second knee surgery, and it was because I was fueling my workouts and my desire to compete and go pro with, with fear and insecurity about myself not being good enough. I thought I was a loser. I thought I was doomed to fail, and it was all coming from a story that I never checked. I just bought into the, what I said to myself about myself. So, oh, the, that of course, the story... It's true. It's in my mind. Uh, 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 it's my voice in my own head. What's more seductive than that? So I bought into a loser victim story and played it out. And uh, uh, in the process of remediating that uh, conflict-centric story, we built a couple of businesses around it to help people um, spare themselves those, those kinds of experiences. Uh, or just have a <laughs> just have a better workout. So there's a lot to unpack there, and you know I I've met, um, gosh, over the nine years I've been crossfitting, dozens of games athletes, and I've had the benefit of working out with a lot of them. And it's what's interesting when you meet hardcore games athletes is I I've always felt they kind of fell into two buckets. You've either got those that are are mentally stronger than anyone you'll ever meet, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of them that I've jokingly referred to as mental midgets, meaning like they, they just can't like wrap their mind around failure. And they, and I, and you've probably hitting it on the head here with the, um, you know, the concept of that, that loser talk, like how do you take someone from that point where, where they, they just don't have any, they're not mentally tough or they, or they're constantly reinforcing themselves with that you know, oh, I'm terrible at this, or this workout's going to suck, or I'm going to suck at this workout. Like, how do you address that and and get someone to move past that so they can, you know, achieve achieve this better breathing? Perfect. Great, great question. World-class question. 
most mindset training or advice is global. Okay. Be tough, be strong, just stay positive, have a good attitude. Okay. But here, one of my favorites, you just need to believe in yourself more. Okay. If someone takes that and goes into a, a pressure situation, it's going to break down because you can't practice it because the, the words, uh, um, of, we'll use your language, which is right. Loser talk are, are subversive in permaculture, which is a way of, I mean, I know this is off topic. They have a concept called pattern to details. And we go identity to words, identity to story, story to words. And so when someone understands just a little bit about the specific words that they, if they want to more confidence and focus and clarity and emotional endurance and belief in themselves to use more of, and if they want to create less indecision and conflict and doubt and uh, relentless comparison, compar- comparisons um, and second guessing and fear of failure to use less of, we, 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 we got to get granular in the conversation. So, uh, I, I, I don't want to suck at this. You know, I'm afraid I, I don't want to suck at this. Let's look, let's take that sentence. So if someone said that I was coaching them, it'd be like, perfect, wonderful. Let's start there. Cause this is literally a progression. Okay. We take people's language and put it through, uh, uh, progressions in order to develop what they're thinking and saying. So I don't want to suck at this. Take a pen, write that down, buddy. Write that down, brother. Write that down, sister. Okay. I don't want to suck at this. Okay. So let's start with the word this. That's very general. It's extremely general. It puts every single thing that they do on the table. Okay. Let's get specific. What do you not want to at? Uh, uh, snatches. They ask it like a question. Perfect. Fill it in. They take out the this, put in snatches. I don't want to suck at snatches. All right. What part of snatches? Well, it's, you know, now that I'm thinking of it's, it's, it's really when I walk up to the bar that you're saying what to yourself. Uh, uh, you know, you'll, you'll never lift this, this heavy load. Okay, cool. Write that down. You'll never lift this heavy load. We'll come back to that. I don't want to suck at snatches. What do you want to do? So this is classic negation language versus affirmation language. And I know we're techie and we know we got techie kind of quick. Most of the time, uh, you know, I'll front load a little bit more information. But when someone says, John, I don't want to suck at snatches, they force themselves to stare at a picture of them sucking at snatches. I don't want to argue with you so much. When I say that, I make a picture of us arguing. You know, I'm not going to go out and, and, and uh, uh, eat all those jelly donuts this weekend. It's a picture of me eating jelly donuts. So if that's what you don't want, the first thing my driving teacher taught me when I got in the car, first thing out of his mouth, he said, look where you want to go because you're probably going to go there. So if you don't want to suck at snatches, what do you want to do? Uh, I, want to, I want to hit my lifts. Interesting. Different language, two very different pictures. So if I approach the bar thinking I want to hit my lift, I want to hit my lift, I want to hit my lift. What's the next thing I need to do in that 
procession, progression to hit it. Okay, well, I need to focus. I need to focus, and I would need to focus on my feet, get them in the right place, get down, and and down to manageable action steps, as opposed to staring at my worst-case scenario before I even pick up the bar. That's just one example. You know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. There's another one. Okay, no pain, no gain. <laughs> we, 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 we unpack that little, little morsel of wisdom in the course and we go from no pain, no gain, N-O pain, N-O gain to K-N-O pain, K-N-O. Cause when I know more about the pain that I'm in, uh, uh, there's a difference between, you know, delayed onset muscle fatigue and a, and a ruptured disc. You know, Mark, if you teach all my followers all this positive thought, it's going to blow up my whole page. Like I built a whole page around bitching about the assault bike. So good. Going to be, people need uh, to laugh. We, we need to have these gears. That's another important thing, John. We need to have people. So you mentioned whether they're the toughest people you ever met or mental midgets. Okay. We, it's, it's super important to have that mental tough, mentally tough bite down on the mouthpiece gear. And if it's your only gear, like it was my only gear, stuff's going to snap. I'm going to break. The only time I ever gave myself a, a, my only days off were when I was brutally hungover. Okay. Not kind of hungover, brutally hungover. And it, the whole, if it wasn't, wasn't good. Okay. I would, I would wash down a handful of rip fuel with a, a tall glass of ultimate orange <laughs> just so I could, I could redline the entire workout, you know, snap city. Busted up my knee. Thank God I busted up my knee, but that's another story. I sprung a couple things out in my neck, and, and then, then I got the chance to, to liberate myself from my stories. But, again, that's another story. Um, well, yeah. I, have to, I have to imagine, I mean, you know, what you're describing is amazing in concept, and getting that out to athletes is critically important. I mean, I would have to imagine getting this in the hands of coaches would be most important for your business. Am I thinking about that right? I mean, You, you it nailed it on masses. the head. You nailed, you nailed it on the head. The coaches, they've been in the game a little bit longer than their gym members or the people they're coaching. A lot of coaches have been athletes. Um, you know, they've seen people get injured. They've, maybe they've been, it just got, they've got more uh, time on the mat, so to speak. And so they've also seen people with the most talent that you could ever wish for. Um, their own worst enemy. And they've also seen people with mediocre talent and the right approach, the right mindset. What well, my, my kickboxing teacher taught me, he, he said, he said, you never know who your champions are going to be. It's not the person with the most talent. It's the person with the best, with the most gears in their, in their, in their mental game, in my opinion. And so you're absolutely right. Coaches see this for what it is. They're like, okay, we need all the, we need the right training and we need the right mental preparation because it's not always about doing the hardest workout. Sometimes taking two days off is much, much harder. Quite frequently taking two days off is much harder for, uh, athletes than, than going in and, and crushing a workout. Yeah. Well, I find that to be incredibly hard for most. I, the thing I see, uh, more often than not, particularly with new members coming in is, and I've, honestly, I've never really thought about it until we start having this conversation or the members that, that have, I guess, the negative self-speak of, I could never do what you do. 
You know, like we have, I have a lot of high level coaches that are, you know, incredibly talented, like games level coaches. And I feel like I hear that comment all the time. I can never do what you do. Like, how do you help a coach get an athlete past that hurdle? Cause that's a big hurdle to get past. Huge, huge. Let's, let's put it through the filter. So I could never do what you do. All right. Again, that's global and it's also a negation. Never binary. I could never do what you do. Okay. So let's take out the, the last do. All right. And put in, um, train four days a week for the last three years, because that's what that person did to be able to demonstrate that skill that the person is saying, Oh, I'll never be able to do that. Okay. They're, 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 they're looking at the, the, the skill instead of the process, the training, the amount of training the person went through to get themselves to a place that they can lift, lift, lift that amount of weight or, 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 um, finish the wad in that amount of time. Okay. So, uh, and when we start to build out Freddy, Freddy Krueger, um, you know, uh, uh, boogeyman, boogie women thoughts, put them on paper. Okay. And, and build them out. They, they lose their validity. I could never, uh, train three days a week, four days a week for three years, for three years. Okay. So we add in a little bit of details. Then, then people can call bullshit on their own, uh, uh, thoughts. Oh, wait a minute. No, actually, I could do that. Huh. Hmm. I could. I could. I could. I mean, I, you know, I did that when I learned the violin and I got really good at the violin in high school. You know, I, I practiced three days a week, uh, uh, all four years of high school. So I could. I actually could get in here three days a week for, even if I did it for just a year, man, I would be so much, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd probably be twice as strong. So you see what I just did right there. I, I, I added a little bit of, of information into that sentence that I used to completely poo-poo myself. And then I called bullshit on it. And then, then I took myself in a direction, uh, that, that is supportive and constructive and considerate and um, quote unquote positive. Again, most people's language due to a lack of understanding about it. And it's to learn this stuff. It, it, uh, it works against them. People talk themselves out of opportunity. That's an example right there. I could never do what you do is a perfect gold medal uh, DEFCON level five example of somebody talking themselves out of opportunity. And these Language patterns apply to things outside of the gym. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm a professional speaker. I'm a professional speaking coach and I get on stage and I do well because I train. Like I, I practice and it's my craft. And before I got really good at it, I sucked. Okay. I was an amateur. I didn't understand what I was doing. When people see me speak on stage, I've been doing this for 13 years. When people see me speak on stage, they're like, I could never do that. What, what do you mean? You couldn't, uh, you, you couldn't, you couldn't practice and, and film yourself and hate yourself watching yourself and then film yourself again and hate yourself a little and, uh, learn to open well and learn to slow down. And it, it's, 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 uh, uh, it's nice to be able to, to, to be supportive. It's nice to support oneself in your own mind as opposed to, you know, knee jerk reaction of, you know, some flavor of a telephobia because this is what this whole thing boils down to john the telephobia is the fear of not being good enough 
and we all have our own flavor of it, our own ex- expression of it. it. That's 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 the that's the that's the bullseye of this conversation. Yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, I um, I always feel you know most people have just a, a fear of of seeing their own failure. It's not even a, sen- a fear of failure as much as they have a fear of seeing their own failure. You know, it was ironic that uh, someone told you the Barbell Shrug guys were. Uh, the best podcast to go to in 2016. When I started this podcast, I was just starting it. I was out in California, out in Santa Cruz, and I uh, swung by to talk to Aaron at um, Life Aid. And sure. uh, great dude. And great and, dude. And uh, Anders and those guys were there working on their podcast, and I'd never met them, so they introduced me. And so I'm just kind of peppering them with questions. And one of the questions I asked Anders was, you know, I'm a little worried about starting this podcast, like, you know, particularly around, you know, what do I do if I make a mistake? And he's like, don't worry about it, man. Just post it all, put it all out there. Don't, you know, what's the the worst that could happen was basically his message. And it really resonated with me that I shouldn't worry about, you know, stumbling over myself. Like I'm going to learn as I go, you know, and I thought, you know, and considering he's, you know, like those guys are kind of the cream of the crop. It just really resonated with me at the time. How do you take a coach? And I guess really the question is, it's like, how long does it take to, to take a coach and move them from, you know, not understanding how to eliminate the kind of this negative thought in their athletes to starting to get their athletes to come in with a, a positive mindset and to, and to be thinking about the things they can do, not the things they can't do. A short amount of time. We have a certification for that. It's 90 days. People walk in thinking and speaking one way and they walk out thinking and speaking a, a very different way. Um, that's one answer. Another answer is uh, listening to this podcast. Once the conversation is started about language and people have just a few examples, most people don't know there's a game to be played. Once they do and they have a couple of, uh, of, of, of ways to start connecting the dots and I'll give you, I'll give them talk about, in our opinion, the best way, best place to start. Okay. And let's start with, with what you just said. That's interesting. You know, what do I do if I make a mistake? Okay. What, what's the difference between what do I do if I make a mistake and what do I do when I make a mistake? Yeah, no, that's powerful. I mean, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's always when (laughs) it's always (laughs) when, always when, and if, if, if makes me afraid of it, when gets me prepared for it, it's the one word game. I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing this full time for 13 years and it is, it's daily astonishes me for the right reasons. It gets me super pumped too, man. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, I've been on over, I've interviewed over on a, a hundred podcasts and each one I get more and more excited about this stuff because it's, it's, it helps people. It helps people. Most people's language is super inflammatory. Okay. We help. It's like, it's a, this is a, a, a way of, you know, giving people psychological and emotional anti-inflammatories. Okay. So I, I love, uh, being able to practice things. If it's just a super global conversation and I can't take it out and, and apply it in my emails or in my texts or in my classes, you know, when I'm coaching one-on-one clients, then, you know, it loses some of its, um, efficacy. So, so to make this super practical, when I only have, John, three minutes to talk to someone or a group of people about where to begin with this, 
Okay, here's what I say. One, if you want to give yourself a little bit of extra mental real estate to be able to connect the dots between what you're thinking and saying and how it's influencing you and the people that you talk to, I'm demonstrating this right now, slow down your reach by about 80%, excuse me, to 80%. So slow it down by 20%. And that's going to give you the lag time. It's also going to help you feel things. It's going to help you feel things in your, in your, in your speech patterns. It's going to help you feel the difference between what do I do if I make a mistake and what do I do when I make a mistake? Because language influences how we feel for sure. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the big picture practice. Slow your rate of speech down by 20%. Here's the rubber meets the road, the granular practice. There's a, in, in the vocabulary system, we call it soft talk. Okay. I think, I guess, don't do this if you're right, if you're driving. If you are listening to this and you have a piece of paper and a pen, write these words down because if you write them down, your awareness of them, the likelihood that you will pick them up in your thoughts and in your speech and in other people's speech goes up by about 500%. I thinks, I guesses, maybe, sort of, it's almost likes, possibly's, tries, hopefully's, one days. These are soft talk keywords and they create indecision in people, excess indecision. I'm in one hour. I'm Keith Norris from on Facebook Live, which is why you so graciously did this uh, 30 minutes earlier than we uh, previously agreed to. And I was watching a tutorial about uh, uh, how to do uh, something with this Facebook Live, a little, little you know, bell and whistle. And it's a tutorial. It's a tutorial on YouTube. And the woman gets on, she goes, so this is kind of a tutorial. If you'd, when you asked me, would you like to, um, okay, banking, someone comes in, I think I might like to make an investment in gold. If someone says that, how do you feel? Well, I'm pretty confident they're not going to make an investment in gold for, for whatever that's worth. Exactly. How about, how about CrossFit? You, okay. So you've been doing CrossFit for nine years. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah. Almost 10. Yeah. Okay. All your friends know that you do CrossFit, right? Oh, everyone in my entire life, because I'm a CrossFitter, I'm required to tell everyone I do CrossFit. Perfect. How many of your friends have ever said, you know, I, I'd like to come try a class with you one time? Oh, yeah. I've had plenty. And how many of them came? Mm, about half, maybe, at best. About half. How about the people that said, John, I want to come take a class. When can we go? Oh, yeah. those all, They always come. They always come. The difference right there between those two approaches is that one is laden with soft talk. I think I might like to take a class. That person's not going to do that. Okay, they've created too much wiggle room. The person says, I want to do this. When, when are you available next Tuesday in the morning? When we get specific and solid with our speech, we, we make ourselves um, action-prone instead of accident-prone action prone success prone i love talking myself into opportunity i did that with the, the reason why we're, we're having this conversation is because i talked myself into an opportunity of going on a podcast and lucky me i went straight to the top in 2017 with barbell shrug okay 
I've, I've, I, I've asked five of my friends in the CrossFit world, three box owners and two athletes, who's got the best podcast in CrossFit? They all said Barbell Shrugged. Oh, by the way, Mike Bledsoe is aware of your work. Would you like an introduction? Yes, I would. And then it happened. And then we got introduced to the, the fitness. Like the, it, was, it was great. I've met such cool people. Such cool people. And if I had said, you know, I think I might like to do some do a, a, a podcast in, in, for CrossFit one day, that would have never happened. I would have just I would have just deferred it to the next day when I would have likely said the same thing. And then on and on and on. So if you catch your if you catch your clients um, using soft talk, you know, I think I, I think I want to lose some weight. Or I probably should stop binge drinking on the weekend. Say, help them take that out, those, those soft talk keywords out of their language and watch what happens. Watch what happens. Their faces will change. So for me, one thing I'm really passionate about um, is affiliate owners and helping them grow their business. And I would imagine what you're describing here of teaching them how to have this, you know, positive self-talk to their, to their, um, athletes has got to be bleeding over into their business life. Like I, I see a lot of these affiliate owners that, you know, I, I feel like they struggle with the business side of their business. They're great at, you know, talking to athletes and talking about workouts, but when it comes to, all right, I have to go out and, and venture into the unknown mm-hmm. and grow this business. Like what do I do next? How much are you seeing of what you're doing here bleeding over into that and helping them be more productive in their day-to-day lives and growing their business? That's a hundred percent. It's 100% bleed over. It's the same thing. And this is going to sting for some of the, the, the affiliate owners that are going to hear this. Most people's struggle with their businesses is not due to technical knowledge. It's due to the, uh, the amount that they value themselves. Okay. Here's a good example uh, from the yoga world. So we were doing a... A yoga teacher training. We got brought in to do the language work. And this one woman was charging $60 per uh, private yoga private classes she was teaching. And I had her write down uh, $80. Okay, That was her goal for the next year. And it brought her to tears. 20 extra dollars because it bumped up into the amount that she was valuing herself okay so mike bledsoe great friend he's got a a a world-class program called the strong coach that helps people develop their business acumen when it comes to the fitness industry and it also helps them address the 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 story that has to be in place if someone's going to allow themselves to succeed okay Most people's stories about themselves and what they're worth is at odds with what they know they could be worth or what they could charge or how successful they could be financially or how much money they could save over the next decade or how many members they could. Uh, I've had, so I have, because we got introduced, you know, to the fitness industry, I've had people call me for coaching, uh, uh, CrossFit box owners, and man, when it comes to the conversation of, and they're the one star conversation about them increasing how much they charge their members, buddy, that brings up a ton of emotional issues and good for good reason. 
because you want to bring them up because if you don't bring them up, they're going to stay there. They're, they're, they're in our, 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 our stories and our emotional responses to our stories. If they're left to their own devices, they will stay entrenched. Okay. So if you want to improve your business and you're having a little bit of resistance about it, yes, people that know the strategies that have successful in the past and also look at your identity. Okay. Look at the story you're telling yourself about yourself. Look at what the story, the stories of where you've been. Look at the stories of your parents. Okay. Our language, it's our parent. We inherit our parents' stories directly and indirectly. Okay. And fortunately, the whole thing is, most of the whole thing is an opinion and it can be, it can be redrafted just like something in high school. But do it though. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, I, I have great stories of my parents and, uh, I'm, I happily keep them. I don't have to redraft them, which is good for me. It's funny as you've been talking, I've been thinking about my dad through this whole conversation. He's that's the most positive self speak of anyone I've ever met. And he started, he's 75 years old. He started CrossFit, um, 90 days ago. I love that. And Tell him I said hello and great job. <laughs> I don't expect it won't matter. And I, <laughs> well, what, what's funny about him is, uh, you know, he said, well, I'm going to start CrossFit. It wasn't, you know, I think I will or I might. He's like, I'm going to start. And then a few days later, I'm getting a text message from his coach in Mississippi sending me a picture of him working out. I'm like, yep, that's just like him. Says he's going to do something. He just goes and does it. There's no fear. No, you know, no, this is going to hurt me. You know, he's complaining like everyone else. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's still sending me text messages that said, I did burpees today. I hate you. you know? It's hard. Yeah, it is hard, but, uh, it's also you know, fun. it is fun. Well, we're kind of, we're kind of bumping up to the end of our time here, Mark. I, you know, but I want to make sure uh, I want to do a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I, we need to make sure we have you back on, uh, soon. Cause My I think what you're, what you're talking about is super valuable to the community and I want to make sure we're getting out more content to them around this. Uh, but most importantly, where can they find your info? Uh, you know, if they want to go get, go out and get, you know, you know, some snippets of what you're doing and get an opportunity to really take a deep dive into it, where would they find that? Perfect. I have turned my Instagram page, Mark England 2020 into a free language training school. Okay. I make a post there every single day, uh, uh, that helps people think about their language differently. And, uh, you know, I also, you know, post some funny stuff too. And if you want to take a free five-minute video, go to enlifted.me, and there's a, a, a green box. Okay, click on it. You'll get you'll get the video "Road to Hell Motivators," and within the thir- first thirty seconds, you're going to be laughing. You're also you're going to be you're also going to be nodding your head like, "Oh yeah, oh, I get it." And and it's a great way to immediately take the pulse of what Enlifted is. It's mindset training on steroids. It is, it's, it is a performance enhancing uh, 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 dialogue. PED. <laughs> it's a good PED. <laughs> right. Performance enhancing dialogues. Uh, you, yeah, you'll take the pulse of it. With the, you'll know exactly if it's for you or not. Enlifted.me. Um, yeah, there it is. That's great. This will be the first PED in CrossFit that nobody gets banned for four years for, so that's great. You will never get popped. <laughs> <laughs> for being uh, focused and clear and motivated and uh, um, centered is what wow. people 
that's what people create when they learn to use their language in a constructive way instead of a destructive way. Well, this has been a lot of fun and, and probably the smartest podcast I've run so far. I'm, I'm feeling a little guilty. I didn't drop any F-bombs this time. So we're, we're going to have to we'll do, do better next time. time. Next time, we'll have to lead off with a few. But uh, I really appreciate you being on, Mark. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, for those uh, listening, uh, we'll have Mark back on soon enough so you guys can get more information. Make sure you go out to his websites and, and uh, check out the good work they're doing. I think it can be a big value to you. Uh, until next time, we will talk to you soon.